Hello, and welcome to On Your Left, the politics podcast that's probably to your left. My name is Katrina Ames, and I use she, them pronouns. My name is Nirali Shath. I use she, her pronouns. Um, We are in your podcast feeds every Wednesday, so please uh, hit the follow button or subscribe button and share with all your friends and do the thing do the thing listen every week on wednesdays if you want to help us make this podcast you can go to patreon.com slash on your left pod and become one of our patrons it's an excellent time to help us make this podcast it's not inexpensive we have cool perks it's a good time join our patreon so before we get into the uh big massive story i think we should talk a little bit about what's been going on with uh the other big massive thing that's happening which is covid so covid updates is um not my favorite part of the show but it is always important so in some positive covid news about 6.7 million people in the united states have received at least one of the two doses of covid19 vaccines which means people are finally started getting vaccinated the current trump administration said that some of the failure to reach the goals that they set in the vaccination process was a result of the holidays, and it does seem like things are starting to pick back up now that the holidays are over. Yeah, it does seem like things are starting to pick back up a little bit. Um, I will say there has been, it's not just the holidays, there's been a lack of federal, um, I don't want to say oversight, but even just like instructions to states about like how they should go about tiering the vaccine, who they should be giving it to first, and like And as a result, um, in New York City, uh, people were forced to throw out vaccines because uh, the people who, the first responders who were supposed to get them didn't show up in time. And if they wanted to give them to, you know, whoever was there, they were going to be fined, I think, $10,000. There was a $10,000 fine for uh, people who wanted to give vaccines to people who weren't first responders or in that tier one list of people, which I think is ridiculous because perfectly viable vaccines were thrown out because of that. But, um, but it's still a good sign that more people are getting vaccinated and things are happening. And since we uh, talked about this last week, it has become time for people to receive their second dose of the vaccine because both the uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccine require a booster shot about three weeks after the initial shot to be uh, over 90% effective and really keep people healthy. So more than 150,000 people have received both of the necessary doses and hopefully Everyone who received their first dose will be fully vaccinated soon. In bad news, the more transmissible variant, which means, you know, the easier to get variant of COVID-19 that was originally discovered in the UK has been detected in 45 countries and eight states of the United States. Um, However, I did read that one of the at least one of the vaccines has been proven to work against this variant. 
So, yeah, be careful. Um, we are very lucky that the vaccines will be effective against this new variant of COVID-19. But of course, the most important thing all of us can do right now, whether you have been vaccinated or not, is to stay home as much as possible, keep social distancing, keep washing your hands, wear your masks, because what we want to do is limit community spread, especially of this new variant of COVID-19, because we don't know how to fight it as well as we know how to fight the other viruses. So please, stay home. Stay um and also in uh los angeles we talked a little bit about los angeles last week and um it's still bad it's still bad um la county has a coronavirus related death every eight minutes now one in ten residents in the city of la has tested positive for the virus which means 10 percent of the population of los angeles Emergency rooms are overcrowded and there is a shortage of oxygen. Um, People aren't getting rooms. People aren't being admitted into hospitals. So I just, again, cannot stress enough. Stay home. Um, It's been really scary to see in LA that they are starting to... um, They're having to decide who they can give care to, which... We all knew was a possibility at the beginning of the pandemic that we might have to prioritize some lives over others, but I care about my disabled friends and my elderly neighbors and I, they are, they are the people that are most likely to not receive care in such an extreme situation because their lives are viewed as less valuable or their quality of life is viewed as less than an able-bodied young person. And morally, this is a difficult thing to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, um, my aunt got really lucky when because she was admitted to the hospital last week in L.A. County, and not this week, because it took a day, but she still got a room. She doesn't have COVID. She has cancer. And, like, it still took a f- nearly a day t- for her to get a room in a hospital. That wasn't her normal hospital. Emergency rooms have had to close their doors to ambulances for hours yeah. at a time because they're just so overcrowded. They cannot take on any more patients. And it didn't have to be like this. It just... We could have... We could have done better by ourselves. We could have done better for our neighbors. And we j- I just feel like we could have done more to protect the people in our communities. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. And now we're here. Yeah, we could have done more for the healthcare workers who have been doing this for nearly a year now. And they just had... Like, I don't know. If if you know a healthcare worker and you know how much they're going through, it's just awful. And it's awful that we have to keep asking people to do the bare minimum. And we have to keep asking the government to just do the bare minimum. 
Well, speaking of the government, <laughs> that is doing the bare minimum right now. Let's talk about the other big news from this week, which is that the white supremacists taking over the Capitol building? Such a weird word. Just the whole... It's all weird. It feels like we're living in an alternate timeline or we're living in some sort of novel or video game or something. Like, this doesn't feel like real life. And I'm a cynic when it comes to the government, and I'm saying that. Months ago, literal months ago, we talked about the presidential debates and how Trump wouldn't commit to a peaceful transfer of power. So... This has been a possibility for a while. Last week, we talked about the several members of the Republican Party who were urging their colleagues to not accept the results and not to ratify the election by counting the electoral votes in favor of Joe Biden, which is, you know, what he won. Um, yeah. And by doing that, they have also encouraged white supremacists and extremists. Some of the people in the government, also white supremacists, one congresswoman from, I think it was Illinois, she said Hitler was right at a rally on Wednesday, yeah. and that is... Yeah. There... And she's not... And, and that's the same rally that Rudy Giuliani spoke at, that Donald Jr. spoke at, that Eric Trump spoke at, and the President of the United States spoke at. So, I, Hitler wasn't right? Um, about, anything. about anything she was talking about the need to educate children but there is literally a million people who have talked about children's education that you could have pulled from this is isn't even a dog whistle at this point it's just regular whistling it's saying i don't like that people who don't look like me exist and i want them to die that's what that's saying like, I don't know how to take that any other way. Um, and shockingly, things devolved even further after that. On Wednesday, as Congress was set to ratify the election through the official counting of electoral votes, Proud Boys, QAnon obsessives, and other Trump supporters uh, stormed the Capitol building with violence. Armed. It was an armed riot and an armed coup i it was armed like it, it was violent on purpose there were armed standoffs within the capitol building several of the people that were involved um traveled a great distance they were wealthy enough to, and had the privilege to travel during a pandemic to do this did you see that one of the guys was arrested in hawaii he made it to Hawaii. Sir, if you had the option to be in Hawaii in January over Washington, D.C., a cold swamp town, which I love. It's actually a really lovely place. I like that all the museums are free. But why on earth would you not be in Hawaii? I would pick Hawaii every time. Do you know why? It's because he was the founder of the Hawaii chapter of the Proud Boys. Now you've ruined Hawaii, sir. Just with your white supremacy. And they already had a lot of that because of the whole colonization thing. But come on, man. 
Like, Dulce Gabbard was already from there. Like, I already, I already didn't like it. As we watched it in real time, we both saw media outlets trying to figure out whether this was a protest that just went wrong or an intentional storming um, and breaking in of the Capitol. Uh, because figuring out, you know, this was premeditated is really important for charging these people with criminal offenses, which they should do. Um, but while this was happening, rioters were posing for pictures in Nancy Pelosi's offices, bragging on social media about storming the Capitol, taking selfies with Capitol police officers, and also, once again, having armed standoffs on the house floor on the floor like also did you notice that they stayed within like the red velvet ropes yeah i did <laughs> maybe maybe we should have put red velvet ropes around the capitol building then they would have respected it like i i got i was very lucky to be able to tour the capitol when i was in 12th grade on a school field trip and it was this big rambling open beautiful space um it's not a fortress. It's not supposed to be a fortress. It's supposed to invite people in with some security. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be accessible to the American people so that we can get our voices heard. It's not really designed to stop a coup. It's not designed to stop no. armed intruders from coming in, especially not, you know, what basically amounts to an army wearing t-shirts that said Civil War January 6th, which Honestly, like, coup aside, those are ugly t-shirts, and they become absolutely useless, like, on January 7th. So, what are you doing? Yeah, it, it was just, it was bad graphic design. Right? But, yeah, they were, one of them lit up in the Capitol building. Like, was smoking pot. And... His full face was being shown on camera, and someone zooms in and asks him what kind of pot he's smoking. Like, they were enjoying themselves. Yeah. This was planned, and this was a coup. Yeah, uh, it was just wild. Washington, D.C. requested to deploy the National Guard around this point in the day, and that request was denied by the Department of Defense, because Washington, D.C. is not a state, so they have to ask the federal government to deploy the National Guard that Washington that is stationed in D.C. And they said no, because deploying the National Guard on people who support President Trump would look bad for the administration, and the Department of Defense is currently controlled by Trump appointees. Yeah, um... Eventually, uh, Maryland and Virginia's National Guards were sent over to help out. Also, weirdly, New Jersey's National Guard, I know, was sent down. Um, sure. I don't know what other states. I mean, I guess... We, we sent our National Guard down. It's close enough. Because we, we have a blue governor. Yeah. It's like, the, it's a four-hour drive from me, three-hour drive from, like, the southernmost point. It's not far. Yeah. And several hours later... The Department of Defense did uh, approve for the D.C. National Guard to be deployed after other states' National Guards already got there and started working. I do think it's really important to note 
that President Trump actively encouraged all of this. Um, He tweeted about the rally on December 19th, saying, Big protest in D.C. on January 6th. Be there. Be wild. Like... He told the Proud Boys on the national debate stage to stand by, as if to say, stand by and wait for instructions, and then there were the instructions right there. It's embarrassing. And like we said, that very morning, Donald Trump made a speech to the quote-unquote demonstrators at 11 a.m., just like his sons did, just like his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, did. We can't refer to Rudy Giuliani as anything else. Really, he's just hanging on to this one client at all costs. Yeah, so two hours after um, that rally began, the riot began at 1 p.m. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. So then, and then, so Donald Trump had encouraged this long before this took place on January 6th. Donald Trump encouraged this on January 6th before it started. And then when things got dangerous, he encouraged it again and got suspended from Twitter for 12 hours. And like, that's what finally shut the president up for a bit. (laughs) He has since gotten banned from Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Pinterest, TikTok, um, like five other companies basically spotify oh yeah. he can't listen to music he also can't make a podcast which is really important to me yeah. personally i don't want to compete yeah. with him no <laughs> dude's weird and his fan base is scary but like it took a bunch of private companies who had clear terms of services and clear rules about how you can interact in what is basically their like their offices uh, it took them finally willing. It took them finally being willing to enforce those rules in order for it to work. And you know, there's some people who have complained about like this is censorship. It's not censorship. Censorship can uh, legally is the government stopping you from saying things. But if you come into my house and uh, insult me, I have the right to push you out. And that's basically just yeah. what all of these companies did. And um, censorship does not apply to companies. It does not apply to companies. It only applies to the federal government. If the federal government is silencing you, that's censorship. That's a violation of the First Amendment. Anything else is not. These are private companies. And it's because capitalism has made it so that we give private companies all of the power and, you know, the government none of it that they're allowed to shut president trump up so um i don't know republicans which is it which is it i there's just so much so um after all these bannings and suspensions and whatever uh donald trump did say finally that a new administration was coming into the office on january 20th He didn't say Biden's name, and he did not concede that he lost. He continues to peddle the narrative that the election was stolen from him. And 
at this point saying that the election was stolen from him is a dangerous act because it's very clear that people will take that phrase and use it to enact violence. It's encouraging these white supremacists, but it's also giving them legitimacy because the president said something. The president said a lie that is dangerous to our democracy, but it gives this terrible movement legitimacy because it is viewed as them protesting something that they believe is an act corruption, I guess? Yeah. It's important to note that, like, in in their view, they were defending democracy, where, where, whereas in reality, they were um, interrupting democracy. They were interrupting the democratic process of counting the electoral votes and, um, you know, allowing a peaceful transfer of power. They, in reality, they were trying to keep someone in power who lost an election they were trying to keep an authoritarian ruler in power and this is a very generous reading of their intentions yeah (laughs) the most generous i mean there were gallows hung in like during the riots like there there's a lot more there yeah in response to all of this, several Trump cabinet members, instead of enacting the 25th Amendment, which would remove Trump from office, decided to resign. And uh, resigning in protest like a week and a half before you're going to lose your job isn't that big of a statement when for several years before this, you have been promoting these white supremacists. Uh, in Betsy DeVos's case, screwing over trans kids and sexual assault survivors and also just like not doing her job otherwise yeah several members of this administration are responsible and have contributed to the events that have happened and i'm not going to forget that because just because you quit after things got violent doesn't mean you didn't help contribute to that violence also, that's acting like things weren't violent in the first place. Separating kids from from their families is violent. Like, telling trans kids that they don't deserve the right to exist is violence. Things were already violent. It's just that this was in your face enough, and it affected you that you finally quit. So, yeah, let's not give any of them book deals. Yeah. Fortunately, all of the um, members of Congress were safe while this was happening. They were evacuated and were sheltering in place. Um, You know, like uh, all kids have learned to do because of active shooter drills. Um, And while still in hiding, uh, Representative Ilhan Omar began drafting articles of impeachment for Donald Trump. And since then, there has been another drafting of different articles of impeachment by Representative Ted Lieu, and, like, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, But an impeachment process is happening because uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer really wanted the 25th Amendment to happen, and it looks like it's not happening. So um, it looks like impeachment is happening instead because when else, like, if... You're not going to use the articles of impeachment to impeach a president who has actively incited a riot because he lost a democratic election. 
When are you going to use it? What's the point of impeachment otherwise? And this would be historic because no president has ever been impeached twice. And this is important. If convicted, the Senate could ban Donald Trump from ever holding public office again, which means he would never be able to incite this violence again, which would be great. I don't think he should run for president again. Yeah. Uh, thinking about the long term here, I don't want him here. I just, I think we do need to hold these people accountable for all of the harm they cause for inciting a coup. We need to convict not just President Trump, but every single person who entered the Capitol to hurt people. Yeah, it's like, it's interesting from an abolitionist standpoint of, like, we we don't want a police state, you know? That's not what we want. But ju justice needs to be still served somehow, and this is the only way we have right now. And also, if anyone needs to, if anyone deserves to rot in jail, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> um, look, this is important. Like, I feel like everybody understands that this is important, that this was a big moment. I feel like I saw people who literally never pay attention to the news or politics, and I'm lucky if I can get them to vote, ask about what was happening, because this was scary and big and shocking. I wish those people had been paying attention for the past like five years because several people predicted that something like this could happen, especially in the past few months. But it's important because the peaceful transfer of power is integral to our democracy. The peaceful transfer of power is something that has existed since the election of 1800. They sing about it in Hamilton. That's how important it is. <laughs> I remember. I remember learning about peaceful transfers of power and how important they were in history class but like kind of taking it for granted because I was like well that's just what happens you lose an election you move on and you, you know life goes on now I'm seeing how important it is it's like a, we took it for granted for so long this country took it for granted for so long that people would just do the right thing and cede power when they lost our system of democracy works because we've all committed to a peaceful transfer of power our democracy works because we all agreed to the rules beforehand and because donald trump didn't we are all put in danger not just right now because of this coup not just in the next couple of weeks as COVID-19 numbers are expected to rise in Washington, D.C. and to everywhere that these people traveled to and from because they're from all over the country. But we are in danger for the next generation because there will be people who saw this and who think it is acceptable to do this. Yeah, I think I think we're still reeling from this, which is why it's hard for us to like like, it's, it's just so clear to us why this is so important, but it is also important to articulate that, like, what happened. Like, what happened is that for the last five years, Donald Trump 
has been drumming up his supporters and making them angrier and angrier for nothing. And this is the end result of that. I think it's important just now to really hammer the fact that these are white supremacists. These were also domestic terrorists. But uh, I have made the rhetoric decision to specifically refer to them as white supremacist terrorists because in our cultural imagination, we think of terrorists as brown people. And in America, our response to terrorism is to create invasive uh, and frankly just frightening and dystopian practices that crack down specifically on black and brown communities and I do not want anybody to forget that this is a white people problem this is this is them uh yeah this is not this is not people who look like me or people who look like Katrina or black people uh, like this is not us this is a you problem white people this this is a call to finally seriously deal with the problem of white supremacy in our country a thing that we have been begging the country to do for hundreds of years and just they've we've never done it before we've never fully dealt with the history of white supremacy in our country or the legacy that it is leaving behind or the continuation of white supremacy in our country and if yeah. we want this to not happen again we have to deal with it and this is why over the summer we were talking about statues you know and why we were talking about how things named after like there are army bases named after confederate generals and why that's bad and it's because anything that glorifies white supremacy encourages white supremacy. Yeah, although I do have to say the decision of the uh, white supremacists and rioters that took the Capitol carrying Confederate flags, it did finally make sense. They were finally using the flag in an appropriate manner. <laughs> like, I, I don't like it, but I'm glad that they finally, like, it clicked for them of how they're supposed to be using it. They said the quiet part out loud instead of just saying, oh, it's part of our heritage. They're like, oh, no, it's a white supremacist symbol. So we're going to use it as a white supremacist symbol to go against the country we live in. I just I think that 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 honesty was really hard to get for a long time. And I'm glad we finally got it out of them. Yeah. Moving on to the democratically elected president elect Biden. He's he's still the president elect now. It's, uh, we've got, as of recording, it's 10 days away. A week and a half left. Yeah. We're just gonna get to talk about him as the president soon. So, that'll be cool. Fingers crossed nothing happens between now and then. Yep. Knocking on wood. I don't have wood around me, but knocking. I got you covered. <laughs> so, um, Joe Biden's response to the white supremacist riots were were to urge for peace and unity, but also rightfully called the rioters domestic terrorists. Um, he The way he called for unity was interesting, and it wasn't the way Republicans were calling for unity in a cowardly way of, like, we need to heal this country and, like, help help out our poor white supremacist friends. And I'm like, what friends? Um, no, he was saying unite against the disease that is white supremacy. 
He wasn't saying unite with the white supremacists. And I really, I really appreciated that language from the person who is going to be the leader of this country. Yeah, I think that was really strong. And it's also was really in line with Joe Biden campaigned on. He wanted to unite the country. He wanted to heal the soul of the nation. And he has very explicitly said that one of the things that was harming us for years has been racism. It's been misogyny. It's been things that, it has been systems of oppression that have hurt us, uh, hurt the soul of the nation, that's divided us. And unifying means unifying against the things that hurt the country and hurt the people within it. Yeah. I mean, I think with Joe Biden specifically, he saw firsthand how President Obama was treated. You know, how, like, I mean, I have a lot of criticisms against Barack Obama that are valid, but there were a lot of criticisms that just boiled down to racism against Barack Obama. I think he saw that. I think he saw the fact that they needed an old white man on Obama's ticket in order for him to win. You know, like, that that shouldn't be necessary, but it was. Yeah, Joe Biden understands better than a lot of other white people what harms this country. Biden has basically sidestepped any conversations about the 25th Amendment being pulled out um, or an impeachment being possible and has basically said, that is not my job. That is up to the current cabinet and it is up to the Congress to decide what to do. And uh, although I am much more extreme in my calls for action, I do kind of respect that Joe Biden is saying, look, I'm going to control the things I can control, which is preparing to take over the office of the president and getting COVID under control and fixing the economy. Like, I disagree, but he does have actual power and I do not. So I think it's great that he's focusing on what he can do. Yeah, there's something about, like, um, the, like he's not the president yet you know, that I think is uh, impacting, like, what he's saying and what he's doing. Like, I think 10 days from now, like, I don't know how different his rhetoric is going to be, but I feel like he's going to, like, I want him to come out a lot stronger than he is right now. I do understand why he's not, but, um, yeah, I do think impeachment is necessary because it looks like we're not going to get a 25th Amendment done. Um but, yeah, I do get it. But um, speaking of things Biden can control, um, I did want to kind of highlight for a second that he has announced all of his cabinet picks, um, including uh, putting Judge Merrick Garland in the attorney general seat. And um, his cabinet is one of the most diverse I think we've ever seen in this country. And, um, again, he wants... Like he said, he said over and over again that he wants the top of the government to look like America, and that's exactly what he's done, and it's good to see. He has done a relatively good job of living up to his campaign promises uh, with these cabinet picks, and I think they'll all do a pretty good job. And I feel like Merrick Garland will really enjoy enforcing the laws of our country. Yeah. Um, I still think Neera Tandon sucks, but, you know, (laughs) 
he did Biden did do his job and he did do what he promised, which I appreciate. And I think any other discussion of the cabinet can be tabled for when the Senate hearings happen. Yep, because um, now that the there will be 50 Democratic U.S. senators. Yes. Uh, with Kamala Harris being the tiebreaker vote, I do believe that Biden will get the cabinet that he wanted. Oh, man. We have control of two branches of government. It feels good, man. Yeah. It feels good. Um, finally, Nirali, how can we act this week? Um, you can act by calling your representatives to support... Uh, Representative Ilhan Omar and Representative Ted Lieu's articles of impeachment. Um, I am. I have been annoying my representative because he hasn't signed on yet, even though he made a vague statement about the president needing to leave office. Um, he still hasn't signed on to the articles of impeachment yet. So um, his his uh, phone mailbox was full. So I emailed him, but. I usually get emails back from that office three weeks later, so I also tweeted at him. Um, be annoying. Once again, be annoying. Uh, I am excited to say that my representative in the House has announced on Twitter that he will be supporting the impeachment. So contact your representatives about impeachment, and while you're at it, demand statehood for Washington, D.C. If Washington, D.C. were a state, they would have had a lot more power to protect their citizens. Um... Both of my grandparents live in Washington, D.C. As this news was unfolding on Wednesday, uh, my grandma actually got moved from the hospital to the ICU, which is a much scarier part of the hospital. And I want my grandparents to be safe. I want my friends that live in D.C. to be safe. I want D.C. to have full representation in our government. Um, because it's really weird that they don't. We kind of had this whole taxation without representation fight, like, 300 years ago, but we're still having it now, and that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot more people live in Washington, D.C. now. We should, we should grant them statehood if they want it, and I think they do. I think they want a representative in Congress. And very explicit and clear about the, their wanting, uh about D.C. wanting to be a state. Yeah, the final way you can act is uh, to stay at home. Please, stay home. Um, also, if you have to leave the house, wear a mask, wash your hands, be responsible, um, and also you can register the vac for the vaccine in certain places. In New Jersey, you can pre-register online to um, get in line for the vaccine. Um I'll I'll retweet it on my Twitter account again because I feel like not a lot of people have seen this, but you can pre-register for the vaccine. Um, there is a section asking about your insurance, but you don't need insurance to get the vaccine. So please pre-register, register for the vaccine, get vaccinated if you can. Do what you can. Yep. Uh, I personally will am not uh, eligible for a COVID-19 vaccination, and I probably won't be for a few months if everything goes well. So yeah, I same. just encourage everyone who can get vaccinated now to, to get their vaccinations, to uh, look up what your state's plan is, to figure out how 
COVID, the COVID-19 vaccine distribution is going where you live and plan to get it so that you can be safe, so that you can help protect your neighbors and your community, and also so that I can eventually get it. Thank you. Let's do so. I really want the vaccine. Yeah, the pre-registration thing is weird because they, ju- they just uh, like sent me an email saying, like, congratulations, you're pre-registered. Uh, you're not going to get it for a while, but um, you're registered. <laughs> it's it's going to be a bit. Which is fine. But I think yeah. actually letting people know, like, when they can expect to get it is mm-hmm. a huge step forward because it lets people p- make plans for their lives. Moving on to good things, Narali, what is your good thing this week? My good thing is that I am halfway done with uh, my Nerdfighter art. I need to get it all out by Friday, so hopefully as you're listening to this, I'm already done and I'm just, like, packaging it all up together and uh, sending it out. Um, But on, uh, so this whole Nerdfighter art thing is um, part of a charity event called um, the Project for Awesome. From February 12th through the 14th, the Nerdfighter community will come together to raise money for charities of their choice, and I'm so glad to be contributing um, some art that you can um, donate money to get. Um, I'm so glad to be contributing contributing to it. I'm very excited about Project for Awesome this year. I think it'll be a welcome, fun, happy thing next month. It will be gonna be great it will be it's a good time every time um one other piece of good news for this week is the entire state of georgia thank you so much for saving (laughs) democracy and also congratulations to senators elect john ossoff who i believe is the first jewish senator from georgia and Mm -hmm. uh senator elect reverend dr Raphael wardock I think I got the order of that right. Who is the first (laughs) black senator from Georgia? It's weird that it took this long, but hey, congratulations. Yeah, um, thank you so much to every single organizer in Georgia. Thank you to everyone who voted in Georgia. Thank you to uh, Stacey Abrams and the Fair Fight uh, organization for everything they did in Georgia. It's because of all of you that Georgia flipped blue and it's, it was so nice to see. This was truly decades in the making, and I am so glad that all of this hard work paid off. And I hope that we continue to invest in Georgia and continue to invest in southern states to ensure that we can have good democracies, um, that we don't suppress the vote, that we bring policies that help everyone who lives in these states. And that we don't just write them off because they might not have voted for the people we liked. Mm-hmm. I believe you also have some publishing news this week, Norelli? Yeah, so um, remember that one episode where I complained about publishing a lot? Oh, you mean the one we released just two episodes ago called Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story that is available on every major streaming platform? <laughs> yeah, so um, if you listen to that, I believe I did talk about the Simon & Schuster um, merger, uh, the acquisition. Um, Bertelsmann is in the process of acquiring SNS, but it, it is still under CBS, but, um, that doesn't really matter right now. What matters is that Simon and Schuster finally did a good thing and, um, they, uh, decided to cancel their contract for a book by 
Josh Hawley. Um, Howley? Howley? I don't know how to pronounce that. White names are hard. Um, <laughs> but he is the U- a U.S. senator from Missouri, and he... Um, he What did he do? He uh, helped incite a riot. He uh, decided to... Um, blame Antifa for the riots it was which is just and it was very it was much so the fa part the anti part was not involved Antifa would cover their faces they wouldn't brag about it on social media like are you kidding they at least wear a mask thank god they, they yeah um so and um so Simon and Schuster decided to um end his contract uh and not let him write a book and um what was very fun was that uh Holly called this Orwellian and uh because of that everyone in publishing decided to dunk on him because he has clearly not read anything by George Orwell or he would know that this is not what Orwellian means um so now Orwellian means everything and nothing so everyone's just using that word which is fun um this is not censorship again Simon Schuster like Twitter is a company that can decide what to do what it wants. Um, it's not a direct assault on the first amendment. As Howley said in his statement, it is just their right as a, as a massive corporation. It's CBS's right. They have, they have decided to not pay him for a book, which actually we don't know yet. If they have decided not to pay him, we don't know if, uh, SNS has asked for his advance back or not. Oh, that's an excellent point. They have decided not to distribute or publish his book. Yeah. <laughs> I've met a lot of authors, many of whom are unpublished, and let me tell you, it's not that big of a deal. It seems to happen to most people who write a book. Yeah, it's like, I'm so sorry, Josh Hawley. Did, did someone decide that your story wasn't worth telling? I wonder who that happens to all the time. I'm so sorry. How does it feel? And our last piece of good news is completely unrelated to everything in politics. It is about the platypus, a delightfully strange animal. That's amazing. Is it about Perry the platypus? No, to my knowledge, this was not done on a platypus wearing a fedora. Okay. Um, But research published in Nature presented the most comprehensive and complete platinum plus genome ever assembled so now we can figure out what genetically makes the platypus so cool it is a very cool it's a very unique animal um with everything from webbed feet to laying eggs as a mammal to glowing in the dark sometimes to having toxic glands on their things it's just the platypus is weird and wonderful and i can't wait to find out why yeah that's very exciting you also provided us with our mango fact today So our mango news is a lot more somber than our platypus news. I'm sorry to say that according to the Peruvian Association of Mango Exporters, Peruvian mango shipments fell at the end of 2020. Compared to 2019, about 25% fewer mangoes were exported. This could affect mango supplies in the Netherlands, the United States, Canada, Spain, and France. Um... So, um, I was not paid by the, um, National Mango Association, but I am asking you to buy more mangoes, if you can. Uh, buy mangoes. So that we can... Fight climate change, We can help those Peruvian exporters. Yeah, fight climate change, too. That'll help. Yeah. 
That, I think that'll help. I don't entirely yeah. understand the, the mango chain of distribution, but that seems like it'll help. Yeah, I feel like it'll it'll help people live, and then people will live to eat more mangoes, so. It's important news. Yeah, it's very important. I really hope it doesn't affect mango supplies too much in, in the United States. Well, I don't think it'll be too bad, but mangoes might be a little bit more expensive than usual. Yeah, um, if you want to support my mango eating habit, head on over to Patreon at patreon.com slash onyourleftpod. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you want to see more from us after this podcast ends, because the news is going to keep going, apparently, uh, you can find me at Katrina Ames on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Where can we find you, Norelli? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, if I ever get back to it, um, at Firewood Sparkler. This has been the On Your Left episode all about the coup at the Capitol and white supremacists trying to tear down our democracy. Yeah, this has been a depressing episode. All right. This is, it's been a, it's been a week. It's been a week. 